another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. My name's Anne-Marie Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. And I have got two awesome guests today. They are podcast experts because they've got a top rating show. And we're going to dive in and pull apart the things that they've learned along the way, the do's and the don'ts, because I know so many of you have reached out and said, Anne-Marie, we're thinking of creating a co-hosted podcast. Can you give us all of the insights? And so I thought, who better than to invite my guests? So let me introduce them to you. So joining me on today's show is Amy Revel and Kirsty Faruja, and they really are industry leaders and professional organizers and together they have co-hosted and brought to you the Art of Decluttering podcast. Now they both have a passion to transform the world through intentional living by equipping people to clear the clutter in their heads their hearts and their homes. Now on today's show, I'm going to really tap in, we'll take you back to when they started, all of the lessons that they've learned, things that they may have done differently to really uh, take that podcast to where it is today. So welcome ladies. Thanks Anne-Marie. So take us back. I know, Amy, you've been on the show for a number of times and, um, you know, it's been wonderful to be able to kind of check in and see how you're going. But really take us back to when you first started. Back then, you both had separate businesses. Now you're in partnership. But what was the reason that you thought, you know what, we're going to start a co-hosted podcast? That's all you, Kirst. <laughs> <laughs> so we were trying to figure out how we could grow our businesses and grow our email lists and just trying to figure out how we could collaborate together. And we came up with a few ideas, but nothing was really sticking. And I was really into podcasting, still am. And Amy wasn't at the time. And I had come up with the idea. I was really passionate about starting a podcast. And I was like, well, why don't we just try a decluttering podcast and yes. we looked in the market there was no Australian um, wow. professional organizers doing it um, producing a podcast around decluttering so we gave it a crack and here we are two yes. and a half years later yeah it's amazing and I love the way that you've said you know we had an idea and we thought why not let's give it a crack I think that's kind of the Aussie uh, Aussie way sometimes isn't it just <laughs> let's just dive in and we'll figure it out on the way the way down and the way through which is fabulous so and, and one of the things that people may not realise because they assume I need to be in the same location, but Amy, you're in Melbourne, Victoria, my hometown, and yeah. Kirsty, you're in, in Sydney or in Queensland? Whereabouts are you based? Sydney. In Sydney. Sydney. So that's about an hour flight. And so, so when you first started, um, obviously you had to come together. So what technology did you use initially and, and, and how does that look now? The first technology we used was Skype. Yes. Um, and if people go back and listen to the first dozen or so episodes, they will hear that we really were trying to work out technology. Um, the content was fantastic. Yes. The technology, not so much. Um, and then we moved to Zoom, I think, Kirst, we started using maybe. And then eventually we decided that Kirst would fly down 
to record. Uh, yeah. So now, once every eight weeks, Kirst jumps on a plane, flies down for the day. Yep. We hire a recording studio um, and, and it all gets done locally now. But yeah. it, there's plenty of podcasts that have two hosts that do do it remotely still. Yeah, fabulous. So I love the way that you are now um, strategically programming and producing and you're kind of doing what I love to do in, in, in all areas of business is block block out time and commitment for different projects so what does it look like for you guys then planning because i'm assuming that when you fly down kirsty when you're together you try and knock out as many episodes as you can for an upcoming season so what does that look like take us from the planning to kind of how many shows you typically record in a session sure well we crowdsource out ideas for the podcast so we ask our community what they'd like us to talk about and obviously we come up with our own ideas too and then we just go into Google Docs and nut out the bare bones of a show. So we put dot points down and we're not a scripted show. We ad lib quite a lot, but we do um, put um, uh, the dot points down and we also have um, thank yous and um, where we want to uh, point people to mm. so that it's really easy to create the show notes from the pre-prepared work we do and then I fly down and we get in and we record eight sessions eight eight episodes in one session Wow! and that leaves us room to do some ads as well and um, go out for lunch every time we go to sushi every time <laughs> so important and, that's on the agenda all the time yeah, isn't it yeah every time goes on. <laughs> I love that so had you always done that then or or has that progressed because now that's the most efficient did that is that how you were producing when you first started no, when we were started off, we were doing one episode a week. So we'd set aside, say, an hour on a Monday. We'd get on Skype. We would record the episode and Kirsty would do all of the editing, um, which was a massive job. And we did that for quite a long time until yeah. we could afford to outsource yeah. the editing. Um, and we have a sound engineer that's on our team now. So yeah, it nice. has evolved yeah. um, as as the podcast itself has evolved. Yeah, I love that. And so what was the decision then? Because obviously you, when you first started, you had what people may not know, you had individual businesses. And now, of course, you have combined forces. You, you now are a, a partnership. What was the decision that kind of prompted that move? If you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious because it, 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 I mean, ultimately now there's one call to action because both of you are now working in, in the one business. So what prompted the, the, the collaboration? Yeah, it, it's just that having that one brand so yeah. that people weren't confused about and because it is um, uh, an audio um, um, audio learning yes. tools so we people didn't know well which one's Kirsty and which one's Amy mm. they know that um, I'm in Melbourne you know what they know that I'm in Sydney and Amy's in Melbourne but they may be in Melbourne but they weren't and so they knew that they were getting Amy but which one is Amy yes <laughs> so um and it was just that at the end of every podcast we'd go okay if you want Kirsty if you want to learn more about Kirsty go here and if you want to learn more about Amy go here yeah. and we were just as the podcast has grown and grown in success, we realized that we just wanted to be the one brand. Yes. Um, we were all really well aligned in our 
vision and our purpose of the podcast and we're very similar um, and very well aligned in our businesses as well so it just made sense for us to just have the one brand Mm. makes it really clear and easy for our listeners and our audience to know where to go yeah such a great strategy because now you can say we're across two locations so um and it, it is so difficult because one of the things of course when you're developing and building rapport with your audience they get they people fall in love with the both of you and it's like who do I choose do I choose you know and it's almost like you're betraying someone oh well I've decided to go with her you know that kind of thing that because let's talk about audience one of the things that I see you doing really well and why I'm really excited about this and being able to 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 kind of get your feedback as we know when we're looking at some of the trends for 2020 around social media and around communicating we're now seeing that even the larger platforms such as Facebook are investing heavily in the the messaging platform so you know the communication are coming off um, some of the more you know uh, outside so in other words externally on the platform of Facebook the feed now into messenger but what you've done really well is created a community in your Facebook group did you always start with that Facebook group with the art of decluttering or, or did that come later too yeah that came later when we um, were just talking about how to connect with our community what we found is people were emailing us and messaging us in our separate businesses and on our um, podcast page Mm. and just saying I I feel like I know you girls and there was that community but it was us and one other person at a time yeah and so what we decided probably 12 months ago Kess would you say is we Mm. decided hey we're gonna start this Facebook group and to see what happens have it as a place where people can come together and because decluttering is such a thing where when you're together it makes it easier mm. we thought that that would be helpful for our people and it has just thrived i think we're just hit over 4100 yeah. so 4100 something yes. um and it's so active it runs itself people yeah. are in there asking questions and sharing photos and um it's been a really um it's like an anchor for our podcast because yeah. that's where people know they can go. Yeah, I love that. And and are you finding now that people are coming to that group and then going, oh, then there's the podcast. So you're starting to find that people are finding the one and then the other. So initially you started it because you wanted a community to send people from the podcast to this group, but now vice versa. Are you finding that's happening as well? Yeah, Facebook's algorithm is wonderful yes (laughs) people are finding you know uh, we must be in the suggested list and people are coming in um every day yeah and we one of the questions that we have upon entry is um do you know about our podcast yeah Mm. i would say about 50 probably higher than 50 percent probably more like six, 70 percent of those people are saying no but i'll go check it out yeah, now which is so fabulous it's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah i think what what you're doing and, and i love the way um and we, before we hit record i was saying to amy you know sometimes you make a decision in the business and you go well that worked really well you, you launch something else well that didn't work so well and that's just the whole point of business isn't it you try out these things but i love the way that you've put pieces into what your marketing mix and that's so important for many business because you know you've you're creating an audience on your podcast but you're also creating an area where they can now go and not only listen to you but also um, connect with other people and i think you're tapping into an industry or a demographic and psychographic of ideal client who loves sharing who love because a lot of them are mothers aren't they mom mums yes. and and you yeah. find more of an australian um group or you're finding that international people are now finding and, and subscribing to the podcast and joining the group too 
Yeah, it's become very international. I think, yeah. Kirsten, am I right that about 50% of our listeners are from Australia? Yeah. Oh, it might have, is it a bit more than that? Um, and the rest? Yeah, maybe oh, 60. Yeah. yeah. 50, and between 50 and 60. Yeah. And it'll yeah, just continue you, to grow you for sure. 25%. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and that and particular Facebook- group. Sorry, sorry. The Facebook group has been really great because the Americans of the Northern Hemisphere interact overnight. So we wake up to all mm. this interaction between people. Yes. And so it's it's just so encouraging. Yeah. yeah. One thing that um, I'll just question because, and by the way, I know that there are a few people that are stalking around. If you've got a question that you would like to ask either Amy or Kirsty, um, let me know and I'll, I'll pop the comment up uh, on the screen and then um, one of them will, will answer that for you. But one of the things that you hear about a community when you're integrating that, there is this caution that if you're not there and if someone's not monitoring, that sometimes this whole uh, conversation that's not nice, you know, that's not supportive. What have you instigated into the the community? Or maybe you're just so clear on the culture that that's the people that you attract. But are there any rules that you set off right at the beginning to say, hey, this community, this is how we're running and we're not going to accept anything less. Is there anything like that in place? Yeah, we've got some rules, um, as most groups do. I don't think everybody reads them. Um, But for us, it's more about culture. So we are constantly encouraging the community on what an encouraging culture they are and how uplifting and positive and they're always um, reinforcing the messages that we share on the podcast. Yeah. So I think part of it is we expect a culture and we also reflect a really good culture. Mm. We've probably only had a couple of times we've had to moderate a comment, yeah. um, but they're rogue people that have come in yeah. and not our um, ideal clients. But we've Chaos, I don't think we've had any issues with that. We've got an incredible community, Anne Ray. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? I think that is really because you've taken the time to get clear on the business, the vision, what you stand for. And I think when you do that as leaders of the business, then you know, you're creating that culture that attracts the people who really resonate with that. And then they mm. become those ambassadors that share, you know, your message for you. So I, I thank you so much for sharing that. Let's just take it back a, a, a step back and then have a look at maybe some of the things that you look back on and you think, I wish we had done that sooner or are there things that you would have done differently in hindsight? Yeah, we would have joined forces way earlier. Yes. Yes. Um, That's our number one thing. We would have joined forces. I think um, if we could go back in time, as soon as we saw the spike um, and the uptake in the podcast and how popular it has become, Mm, I think we should have joined them. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else that would be the main thing? There's there's a few things that we would have just started earlier, I think. Like we would have started that Facebook Mm. group earlier. We would have... um, created questions when people come into the group earlier. So now we capture people's email address and send them a free ebook and ask them about the podcast. So the things that we're doing now in Mm. hindsight, often you're like, oh, I wish we'd done that 12 months ago. Yeah. So that's interesting. So when someone requests access to join your group, you ask them, um, obviously, if you want a copy of our ebook and the ebook has to be on, I'm assuming on topic. So it has something to do with the art of decluttering, send us your, or give us your email address and then we'll pop that to you. And then what's the question that you ask about the podcast? Have you heard about the podcast or, or what's that question? Yes. And if they say no, do you then make sure that you let them know what that what the podcast is and how to listen to it? 
not within the the um, approval state. Yes, but we obviously they'll pick up when they when they join the community. Week, so yeah, yeah, that's good because yeah, you're just you checking in. Yeah, just checking in. And if they in. give us if they give us their email, part of the sequence that they receive is introducing them to the podcast and here's our favorite episodes and here's yeah. the most popular episode. So the sequence if they've given us their email, includes that. Yeah, fabulous. I love how you're integrating, you know, lots of different touch points because that's what it's all about. You hear so many people who launch a podcast, it's not working. Well, what are you doing with it? Well, I'm publishing it. Yes, that's just step one. You know, you've got multiple <laughs> steps after that and they will change and adapt as uh, the, yeah. the podcast continues to grow. Fabulous. So then what, take us back to the time where, I mean, obviously you launched it and then all of a sudden you saw that there were there was something happening it was bubbling along and all of a sudden that obviously the listenership was growing and that kind of things can you look back and see what were some of the key things that were in place that enabled that growth to to come have you kind of put your finger on what some of those um, specific aspects of the podcast was that that generated that or is it still a you know what it's just yeah it is what it is a bit of both. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of like it is what it is and we yeah. have no real, like, there's no one thing that yeah. we go, oh, yes, that was made it really popular. Yeah. I, we do think that it would, uh, decluttering has become a really yeah. big zeitgeist thing over the last couple of years. So mm. we feel like we caught the perfect wave at the perfect time. Yes. And as I said, we were the first Australians doing a decluttering podcast. So, and, you know, Australians love hearing our own voices. Yeah. and love hearing um like oh, antipodeans in, as a whole love hearing things from our own culture rather than hearing um just american or uk things yeah so i think we just I think we're in a we're in a very um, unique position, aren't we? Because people overseas love the Australian accent as well, and it's like we get a lot of feedback from our US listeners. Yes, I could listen to you all day. (laughs) You know, say you know, and I'm from New Zealand, so every now and again, you know, Fosh and Chops comes comes through. Say (laughs) that one more time, but to us, it sounds like you know, she'll be right, mate. You know, kind of thing, and it just. So it's, it's it's quite unique in that way. I love that. And, and I think also to share a little bit about, um, you know, so often people assume that when I have a podcast, I have to have this radio voice and I have to have this persona. <laughs> and I've listened to a number of your episodes and you are very much who you are. And there's yeah. something about authenticity. And I'm just reading the latest, you know, 2020 report of social media. And it, it's coming back to that authenticity, that conversations where people relate to. And you've always done that in your podcast haven't you right from the word go Mm. yeah we've never tried to be um radio voices we are not that we i have a much stronger voice kirsty has a really beautiful voice that you want her to read you bedtime stories (laughs) um our voices like we could go and get voice coaching but we've just done a listener survey actually and one of the key things that people are reporting back is just keep being yourselves. Yes. Um, and I think the fact that Kirsten and I have known each other for 20 years makes a big difference to that because we're so comfortable. We often say we're like sisters, we're best friends, we're business mm. besties. And that relationship, I mean, that's time, that's intimacy, that doesn't just come as business partners. So I think that um, our voice is very much out of friendship and out of truth telling and yes. out of love. And we feel that for our listeners, like, 
so many times mm. my beautiful business partner here will end up in tears on our podcast because we're getting feedback from listeners that just mm. melts our hearts mm. and we love them. Yeah. And I think the feeling has become mutual. Yeah. That's so important. And I think it is. Yeah, sorry, Amory. I think it does go back to what you were saying though, that we are honest and vulnerable mm. in the podcast. Like there's often like, not a moment in our podcast that I'm not crying <laughs> like over the show I'm the crier but um we're we're different mm. and um like Amy and I are both, both very different so we bring yeah. a different flavor to mm -hmm. to the same topic and we have the same similar ideas but we're different but we're also warm and authentic and mm. um people love that about mm. us and there is no airs and graces in yeah. our podcast we are who we are yes and we often get people commenting that it's like sitting down having a cup of tea with your girlfriend. Yeah, so, so true. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I'm finding too through observing some of the, the, the feedback um, is that those things that sound too polished, and I read this um, on the Edelman survey, that, you know, Edelman mm -hmm. Trust Barometer, they said when CEOs speak, if it sounds too polished, then it almost is untrue. It, it, there's a disconnect mm. there. And I think, you know, with the podcast and what what I'm hearing you share, there's a level of trust and respect and friendship that you're growing with your community. Now, one of the things that you said, Amy, was that you, you regularly check in. So obviously you do surveys, you check in with your audience. How regularly do you do that? This is our first survey that we've done um, for the whole podcast community. Yes. But we kind of can take the temperature of our community through our Facebook group yeah. and that gives us real-time feedback. Now, sometimes if it's right at the start of our recording period, we've got eight weeks to wear back in the studio, mm -hmm. but they give us feedback like, I really like the way you interview that person or when you tackle this topic, I'd love you to go deeper in that. And so that real-time feedback um, is priceless in our community. And also when you look at Apple podcast reviews and things, yes. that's another way of people being able to come and, and offer too we're in clients homes yeah so we're in the homes of our listeners and they'll sometimes parrot back to us things that we've said and um that is another way of us getting feedback yeah that's so true now one of the things that you have have the ability to be able to do is that you are meeting with your clients face to face and i know for many service-based businesses they may not necessarily do that but are you also integrating um images and those things within obviously the facebook group and maybe even on your show notes too to um you know just as a way to, to capture content and, and share that way um, we're trying to get better and better at that. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting merging our two businesses. Um, when we were single businesses, we were very before and after focused. Mm. And because we were um, the art of decluttering, social media presence has always been more focused on the podcast. So now right. that we are the podcast and, and a service-based business mm. um, and an online business, we do online courses as well. So it, we are still playing with the yes. mix around that and we also have to be very um, mindful that our um, Facebook group is a private or a closed group mm. and so we and decluttering can be a really personal mm. um, topic and so it's not like um, like we could definitely do hey take a photo and show us where you're listening to our podcast mm. but we don't necessarily want people to take photos of their home and then show that publicly on social media yeah. without it i mean 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly wouldn't do that with clients unless, of course, you had their written permission and and so forth. But it's it's good to be able to look at all different mediums because, as we know, touch points are so very important. And when you're integrating audio with visual, with actual engagement, even further with the typing and the community that you're building, Mm. can be really strong. You know, particularly when someone shares an after and they're celebrating, and everyone's celebrating alongside them because they've just had a major win. And you would know what. A client feels like and what someone feels like when they declutter um, you know it really impacts uh, all areas of their life one thing that I'd love to check in on particularly because if people are thinking of a co-hosted podcast you hear of situations even in business where someone has joined forces with a good good friend and then sadly something happens and that friendship is terminated and it's impacted what would you say and you may not have necessarily had to do this because sometimes you know it comes together and it all works because you've got the same core values and and so forth but for someone who's just thinking of of starting what would you share about things such as be mindful of the different strengths that you bring to the table the clarity around who is in charge of what what kind of advice would you have around that so that the whatever happens that it doesn't turn into to arguments and and a a termination of the podcast and ultimately friendship Mm -hmm. You go, Kess, just smiling like you've got something in mind. <laughs> well, I just love, Amory, that you think we haven't ever had conflict because we're in a relationship. We often say that it's like a second marriage. Yeah. Um, having a business partnership or and even before we were official partnership business-wise, mm. having a co-host in a podcast is having a second marriage or a first marriage if you're not married. Um, So it does take relational work. Um, We have had to learn like we joke sometimes that our relationship between the two of us is better than what we have with our husbands. <laughs> we, we dialogue more than we do with our husbands sometimes. So um, we have found that that to be absolutely integral to our business flourishing and our podcast flourishing and our personal development like I cannot Mm. tell you how Mm. much I have grown over the last two years and I know it's the same for Amy too just because of the dynamic of having a co-host and a co-business like a business partner you have we have had to do some deep work Um, We've had to be really analytical about our strengths and our weaknesses Mm -hmm. and preferencing the other person and showing grace for the other person and standing in our own power and and setting good boundaries. Mm. Um, So it is um, so worthy of doing the deep work to have a great relationship and it shines through in everything that we do. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so important to us because my friendship with Kirst is worth so much more to me than my business with Kirst. Yeah. And so also I love her a lot mm. and I don't want her business to go under and I don't want her marriage to suffer. I don't want her kids to suffer. I don't want her health. Like I I want to put Kirst, you know, uplift mm. and uphold her. And so in business, I think you really have to, like in marriage, like in parenting, mm. consider the others better than yourselves and actually give that value. So we haven't nailed it, but we, yeah. we're we in great relationship. Like we were saying just the other day, mm. how good it is that we do that work um, because, you know, like I have a trusted best friend yeah. that I get to do business with. 
Yeah, it's awesome. And I think um, what I'm hearing comes through is that if something does come up, does arise, that you address it and then you do so respectfully from the other person's point of view. Because often I I think you can hear, especially with a podcast, you can hear the tension in the air. You know, you you, you can walk into a room and you can cut the air with a knife. You can do that auditorily too, if there's such a word, can't you? And, um, And that's so very important to consider too well we're we're nearly at the end of our time together and I just want to say how awesome I think you guys are you're always just so very um, willing to you know come on and and share and uh, so now I'd love for you to share more about how people can find your podcast what the URL is and maybe too what the Facebook group is so if someone thinks you know what 2020 is the year I've been saying I'm going to declutter my whatever fill in the gap (laughs) that they can reach out to you because you're doing some awesome work in the space so please the floor's yours share more about the podcast and how we can find the group so oh yeah sorry guess <laughs> um, just, just search the art of decluttering pretty much anywhere so in your podcast app on facebook um with the art of decluttering community but if you just put in the art of decluttering you'll see our facebook page just see our community same with instagram um same online for website to search art of so we would love you to connect with us. Come mm. and be inspired for what 2020 could be or get decluttered before Christmas. It's yeah, not too late. Fantastic. There's still, you know, plenty of weeks left before Christmas for you to really take those steps so that the summer holidays, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere or if you're going into winter, is a time of freedom and not a time where you feel like you're slave to your possessions. Yeah, so true. And I don't know who would like to answer this just quickly. I always love to to, to kind of foresight because we've been talking about insight and hindsight. Foresight is really good too. Whatever you want to share, what's in store? What exciting things do you have in store 2020 onwards? Have you got some some plans in place or what you'd like to see and do with what you've already got? Well, we're we're casting really big dreams and vision at the moment. That's Mm. our job for the next couple of months is to really seek what 2020 looks like. But we do know for sure that we are interviewing some really interesting guests over the next couple of months. Our show predominantly is just the two of us, but we do have guests from time to time. So we're we're super excited about um, some of the... we love all of our guests, but yeah. we are excited about what's coming next year. Yeah, um, yes. We are having a Christmas course coming up really soon, mm. next couple of weeks, and launching a course for around Christmas. And we love um, we love our signature course, which is called the Head, Heart and Home course. And mm. the transformation yeah. that we have been able to see in people's lives through that course is just out of this world amazing. Yes. And that's what um, we are excited about for yeah. 2020. Fantastic. Yeah. And now since you've dropped that hint, how can people, people find out more about that course? Can they go to that Facebook group or is there a website that you can send them to to find out more? They can just go to artofdecluttering.com.au forward slash Christmas. Fantastic. All there. there. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, thanks once again, ladies. Um, It's been such a pleasure. It's always great to connect. And you guys are always up to doing something fantastic. And um, thank you so much for sharing it today. Thanks Thanks for having having me. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? 
Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.